All right, guys, welcome back to Built to Last Fitness Podcast, episode number 26. Hey, what's up, guys? And that didn't sound good. <laughs> Go ahead. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. I'm We're here. here. <laughs> we like to lift weights and do pull-ups. <laughs> the Muppets of Fitness. All right, go ahead for it. Hey guys, welcome back to Built to Last Fitness Podcast. Uh, we are on episode number 26. Uh, Craig and Ryan are here, and we are a week into the new year. And two episodes in two weeks. Yes. I think that's a PR. We're, we're just being more productive. Right, right. That, that's true. That productivity chain that we talked about last week, I, I started it, and uh, it's been very helpful. Yeah, I've uh, I've been doing similar things. Even even if it's just making like mental check marks on my mental calendar, or just like actively posting things on social media, just making sure I see me doing something, uh, you know, once a day, like you were saying, has been helpful for me. Help helpful. Did you say helpful? Helpful. Wait, never mind. (laughs) I can't even say it. Sounds like there's a few more R's that there need to be. In that. Yes. <laughs> Korean came out. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I'm the same. I'm looking over my calendar that I bought. It's got six, seven days in the in the in the month, and there's seven chains. There you go. So, or seven links in the chain, I should say. So, yeah, it, it's been very helpful for me too. You don't have to be necessarily physically doing something. Yeah, no, uh, w- I. When you're thinking about how to improve something, a product, uh, 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 your your fitness, whatever you're doing, that thinking is part of that productivity. Yeah, no, and I, I agree with that. Um, for instance, I mean, this wasn't really me thinking too much, but this past week I had a couple really long nights at work, and I was going to work out that day, but I was like, you know what? I worked out pretty hard the day before. Had a really long night at work. I'm going to take this day, catch up on that rest, have a good night at work tonight, and then work out and be productive tomorrow. So me kind of pulling back from wanting to train overly fatigued kind of helped me so I could train today. Good. Yeah, I know a lot of times people, a lot of times people, you know, kind of do that peer pressure and, you know, oh, no, you need to still come in. You need to still come in. You need to, you know... Every day, I'll rest till I die. Yeah. Or I rest when I die. When you die. <laughs> <Whatever>. Yeah. <laughs> I rest till I die. A few uh, people do there's that. Been, there's been times. <laughs> um, uh, but, but having that mentality all the time isn't necessarily the most uh, healthy way to approach life. So, so yeah, keep those uh, chains going. I plan on hitting uh, 365 this year. I'm planning on trying to get close. I'm cool. taking baby steps. <laughs> Very nice. Taking it so, one day at a time. So if you haven't decided what your productivity target target is, what, what, what you're going to focus on, you haven't decided, you didn't make your New Year's resolutions, you didn't really start anything, you kept on pushing off, you know, the diet starts Monday, um, you know, now it's the second Monday of the week and you guys are thinking about what you need to start. Uh, we want to talk about what we think is, should be on everyone's goal. Should yeah. be on everyone's mind when it comes to fitness, uh, and that's the pull-up. Yes, um, Craig and I are both huge 
supporters and advocates of doing pull-ups and then, you know, mastering those and getting into more advanced, you know, muscle-ups and that kind of thing. Pull-up, you can pretty much do that anywhere. You can do it at a park. You can do it at pretty much any gym. I know the door jam in my parents' house where my room was when I was a kid is loose because I used to jump on that thing and do a pull-up every once in a while. Yeah, no, uh, you know, and I know that the, the, the typical CrossFit pictures that you see, if someone goes and climbs a mountain, if someone goes running or hiking, or if someone does something out in the world, you're going to see an overhead squat picture, you're going to see maybe a handstand picture, or you're going to see a pistol picture. And all those things are great, but I would rather see a pull-up picture on anything. Because if you have a pull-up on anything, then you truly have a pull-up. Yeah. If you have to set it up so that, okay, that bar that's always this height, it's always this warmth. It's got to um, be, it's gotta it's, be at this time at the, on this bar. Right, it's got to be a certain diameter. Yeah. Um, uh, I got to have this much chalk. If that's truly what you got to do to have that pull-up, then you don't really have that pull-up uh, to the best of your abilities. Yes. Uh, you should be able to go out there and hang on a branch, do a fingertip. I remember those. my fingertips would be hurting doing the door frame thing too. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and pull-ups are fun, too, because, you know, when when we were in school, like, I was part of that weird group that liked to, you know, be in the weight room, aside from anywhere else on campus. I, I was the fat kid that couldn't do a pull-up. <laughs> well, we used to we used to have, uh, like, the, the state fitness tests, and everybody used to hate the pull-up test. That's, that's why they took it out, so no one would feel bad. They took it out? Oh, it's it's not there. Well, that's lame. Because I used to love doing the pull-up. Because, you know, a couple buddies of mine and me would be like, okay, well, let's see who can do the most pull-ups. Because nobody cares how far you can stretch or how fast you can run. Because pull-ups are always the hard one. Mm-hmm. Except for me, running was the hard part. Right. <laughs> Sit and reach. Yeah. <laughs> That's Sit hard. Reach. Yeah. Put a cheeseburger there. I'll get it. <laughs> but, no, I've, I've always, always liked pull-ups, even from the time I was a kid. Well, it's it's um, it's one of those things that I would like to see more people doing. I would like to see more people in the gym truly put a goal uh, uh, to get that that pull up uh, and and really work towards it. And the reason, and if they have that pull up, then getting more pull ups, getting more weighted pull ups, getting more high rep pull ups, or getting that muscle up. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the only way to do that. It's to just work on it more. Yeah. Work on the basics. Stop, you know, stop trying to do so much other stuff and just focus daily on that basic. You know, back to that productivity chain. Every single day, what are you doing to get that pull up? Uh, because a lot of people they don't they don't truly understand the muscle groups that are required to make this thing happen. Uh, they think they're just hanging there, and, and you see a lot of people have the problem of they're too vertical when they're doing a pull up. Yeah, they don't pull back. Right, right. And they're not using the proper muscle groups. And the only way that you learn which groups to use and how to use them efficiently is to keep working on it. Because eventually you get fatigued and you have to. Right. Because those, your arms is what most people are using on that pull-up. Those are going to get tired and they're going to fatigue. And then you're going to have to recruit those muscles in your lats and your rear delt and your mid-trap, the big muscles in the back. Mm-hmm. Practicing is more than just finding a pull-up program online or finding a pull-up program that you you know someone gave you and doing hitting the numbers that are on there. 
hitting numbers is so personal. You yeah. and I can't do the same amount of weight or reps on a pull-up. Right. We, we, there's just no way we'll ever be able to do it. You may be able to do higher reps than I do. I may be able to do stronger. You know, we're going to have different, different numbers that we're going to be able to hit. So following a program isn't necessarily going to help people get a, pro, uh, a pull-up. I know because I've tried those programs before. I've tried to give those programs before. Yeah. And people still didn't have the pull-ups. What it takes is just, just kind of going back to the basics. And working your butt off until you learn how to do it. Uh, I like Dan John's quote uh, where he talks about how uh, you need to fall in love with the fundamentals. Yes. And that's a problem that I think a lot of people have is they don't, the fundamentals are boring. Oh, yeah. And that's, you know, that's one of the things um, when I was coaching our, our weightlifting class, that's why our warm up was, you know, fairly boring. But it was, you need to hit that position every single day. And you need to do it a lot with an empty bar and you need to be comfortable in that position with an empty bar mm. and you just have to get through it. Um, and, and I don't know how to get people past it not being boring. I can do because it's weird because that that just that barbell warm up hitting all those positions to me is fun. Right. I'm weird like that. Right. I, I sat there the other day and I I've, for the last few weeks uh, I've been doing YTWLs. Uh, the mobility shoulder uh, back warm-up, mm-hmm. that's not boring to me. That's 20 minutes of hitting YTWLs. And what does that stand for? Uh, y, a T, a W, and L. Uh, it, oh. it's, it's, that sh- <laughs> it's that shoulder <laughs> mobility movement where you lay on a um, – I lay on an inclined bench face down, mm-hmm. and I just try to hit those letters. I form uh, okay. those letters with my – uh, gotcha. with my arms and to hold it for a set amount of time. Cool. Um, I've never done this. It so. helps me with my, um, the shoulder issues that I've had. It's okay. been making major, I've been making major gains in my shoulder mobility because of it. And I was, I was able to yesterday. I did it before I power snatched and I was able to hit some numbers that I haven't hit before or in a long time. Right on. So, um, anyways, why did I, where did I go? Oh yeah. It's, it's possibly boring. Yes. I'm sitting there for three sets of 10, hitting a Y, hitting a T, hitting a W, hitting an L. It's possibly, it, it, it can be boring. But, you know, that, those are the things that are going to make me safe. They're going to make me healthy. They're going to make me fitter. And I think that is where, I don't want to say you and I would see that from a coach's standpoint. Like, we see that end state. We understand the reasoning behind it. And maybe some people are just... Oh, I know I need to do this, but eh, whatever. Mm-hmm. But like we see that as in, no, this is really going to help. You just need to stick to it. And it's, you know, it's kind of that practice that you preach thing. I sit in an overhead squat for a fairly long time before I start snatching. And I'll right. do sots presses for a while or I'll do whatever and just get comfortable. Mm-hmm. One of our clients doing a, um, doing a weightlifting program right now. Mm-hmm. I, I showed her the 10-minute uh, squat test. Where you just try to hang out in the squat for ten minutes, Ugh. and it did wonders for as much as as long as you for can. As long as you can, yeah. Minutes. And it was just it's just a, a static mobility drill. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can be dynamic if you start moving the hips and and yeah. and, and bringing the feet in and start doing some uh, some work in the uh, outlier areas of that squat. Uh, so it can be dynamic as well, but it's done wonders for her mobility. Yeah. Uh, since she's returned to the gym. 
but that can be perceived as boring. Yes. And I don't know. I, I guess that's where I, I don't know is how do you, how do you get past that being boring? How do you, how do you tell people to do five sets of five bench press and don't put a band or a chain on the end of that bench press until you could legitimately do a four or five bench press raw? Yeah. I don't know. I've been doing it for 20 plus years and I'm not tired of it. Yeah, I've I've never I've never used chains. I've never been in a situation where oh, I felt I've, used them. I've never been in a situation where I felt I've needed to use chains. Right. The accommodating resistance of the bench press and gravity. Yeah. Is enough for me to focus on trying to beat that. Yeah. Like my bench is horrible and always has been, so that's why I'm doing that Windler 531 and I'm taking every rep controlled to the chest, getting a good pause and trying to explode off. So, when we're talking about how do you improve with a pull-up? It's to me, it's simple. Wherever you're at in that pull-up, whether you have none or you have three to five or, or whatever you have, it's to me, it's super simple. Do three sets of 10 at whatever exercise you're working on. And then the next day, or if you don't have 10 work until you can get 10. So you have three sets of six or a, three, uh, a, a set of seven, a set of four and a set of three work at that same exercise so you can every hit. other day until you get hit three sets of 10. And then when you do increase the, the, the difficulty. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's all that training is. And I mean, when we were in boot camp, like if you go to any Marine Corps base, there are pull-up bars like every freaking hundred feet. They're all over the place. We go to chow three times a day. You're standing in line before you can go to the chow hall. You hit a max set of pull-ups. They don't care if you do one or 21. You do a max set on your way in. You do a max set on your way out. And you three. Just try to get one more every single time. Yeah. That's, or try to make the same rep, number of reps. Yeah. Better. You just try to not lose out. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, you had guys that showed up doing three. They leave doing 17, doing 20, mm-hmm. doing 22 just working that movement every day or a variant of that movement can do wonders for that pull-up. So when it comes down to it, I truly don't think that anyone is fit if they, if they can't do a good amount of pull-ups. I agree with that. I think that they may be fit in certain aspects of their life, but they're not, they don't have that overall fitness if they don't have that pull-ups and if they have that pull-ups, if they have those, those, that large amount of pull-ups, they're probably more fit than the general population in other areas as well. Right. Um, cause it goes hand in hand. When, when I think about the pull-up, I think it's a very simple act of just pulling your body weight up. If you're in a situation where you have to pull your body weight up and you can't, and you could potentially die. It's like, you just need to pull your body up. And that's a fairly extreme example, but there's a large amount of the population who can't pull their body mm-hmm. weight up. And, and there's lots of reasons for that. And uh, let's talk about some of those pull-up issues that people have and why they can't do a pull-up. First and foremost, for everybody, your body weight may be too high. Yeah. That's, that's just, that's all it is. Your body weight may be too high. Whether it's, you know, whether you're 300 pounds of muscle or 300 pounds of something else of cheeseburgers <laughs> right if you lose weight you will get better at pull-ups it's there's no ifs ands or buts about it yeah <laughs> uh the next one is your strength might be too low 
Yeah, your strength to weight body ratio may be too low, or you don't know how to use that strength. So if your if your strength to body weight ratio is too low, let's say you're me example, I'm five six, I'm about 180 pounds. So mm-hmm. I mean, my body weight could be back down to 77 kilo, 169, which is where I would lift at. I can do more pull ups because I'm stronger per my body weight at that weight. Right. If that makes sense. Right. If that body weight does go down, your strength can inherently go up, but also just needing to, let's say I was 169 pounds of not muscle and I needed to build the strength. What do you do? Practice daily. Right. Right. (laughs) So we got the practice daily. That's going to be a constant that we do. Um, to me, it's you got to either you got to increase your muscle or you have to learn how to use that muscle. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people who have the, the the required strength, but they don't know how to incorporate those muscles. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see people being too vertical. They're trying to use their arms and they're trying to use their shoulders to do pull ups, and that is possible. You can do a lot of pull ups that way. You can, but uh, you're not going to. You're, you're going to max out at some point to. Uh, too quickly you're going to hurt things your shoulder's going to be too overloaded uh and you're going to hurt too many things a pull-up the primary muscles that you're using are your lats your rear delts your biceps your traps your forearms and your grip strength is going to have to come into play Mm -hmm. um your external rotators and and really and and as you start going further further into the body you're going down into the core into the the deep muscles uh, in the chest and 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 back and towards the core, mm-hmm. uh, and you really have to know how to use all those things in concert. One of our members was uh, doing bar muscle ups the other day. She hit a, a large amount of, of of bar muscle ups more than she's ever hit before in a workout, and she's okay. like, "Oh my gosh! I, now I know which muscle groups I need to use." And and I was like, "Well, which ones?" And she's like. Uh, she was using too much of her arms and and and, and the uh, um, the external muscle groups. Okay. She was talking about how the ones under the armpit, in the front, and the back. <laughs> so again, the deep muscles that are moving towards the core. Good, and that's due to those external muscles, those distal muscles getting overworked, and then those muscles that are close to the core having to actually come in and fire the way they're supposed to. Mm-hmm. Um. I feel like that was that's a huge thing that I do notice on uh, ring pull-ups, or if I do a lot of ring muscle-ups, my lats do tend to get a better. I feel a, a the the burn right. faster right um, on ring pull-ups. Um, I feel like you do have to lean back into it a little bit more um, and activate and use those muscles. And that goes into the next part of. Uh, what people are lacking is they're actually lacking the skill of how to do a pull-up. Yes. Because is, there is a skill involved. It's not just hang from a bar, pull-up. No. <laughs> it, 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 there's a skill. I was actually surprised. I was reading on uh, TNation.com the other day, and I found this article talking about and promoting doing kipping pull-ups. Really? Yeah. Because that and that world is so anti. Yes, it is. Kipping pull up from all my my bodybuilder buddies, and and he was, he actually said a sentence in there. He's like, now the CrossFit phobes out there will be throwing up in their uh, shaker bottles. 
<laughs> and I didn't kind of Throwing up on their paleo pups. Right, right. Uh, he's like, kipping. You need to learn how to kip because it's what CrossFit's always taught. Every exercise we do isn't – that's not an arm exercise. That's not a leg exercise. It's a core to extremity movement. Yep. So uh, a pull-up is a core to extremity movement. You start with your core. You, you transfer power from the core to the upper body to do a pull-up. Mm-hmm. And so he was talking about how you need to do uh, – you need to learn how to do kipping. Not learn how to do a butterfly pull-up. <laughs> That's not going to necessarily help you. Might hurt your shoulders and your biceps tendons. Possibly. Especially if you don't have the, the required strength yet to do a, a, a good uh, deep chest-to-bar pull-up. He was talking about how there's a difference between a conditioning pull-up, a conditioning kipping pull-up, and a controlled kipping pull-up. And a conditioning is you're trying to kick your legs as high as possible and try to generate as much power from the lower extremities to the core. That's the kipping pull-up that most bodybuilders make fun of. Yes. That's that, the – and that's – that. I'm happy you brought that up because that is one of those things that whenever we were at the gym and I was going over the pull-up, I would explain it that way too. I was like, we have our pull-ups that we use for training, and we have the ones that we use for testing. If I'm doing Fran, I'm probably going to be doing butterfly pull-ups. So I'm trying to go fast. Mm-hmm. If I'm doing – Almost any other workout that's not a benchmark workout, I'm probably doing strict pull-ups or trying to control those pull-ups as much as I can. Yep. Yep. Because I'm trying to build that strength. I'm trying to build that work capacity. And it's important. So the controlled kipping, it's important that that starts with the midsection. That Mm -hmm. starts with the core. That starts with... um, uh, And that starts... That that keeps the body as tight as possible. And what that looks like is when you throw the core and the, fr- the body forward to s- begin the kip, your body, your upper body stays in a straight line. Mm-hmm. So when those feet come forward, uh, ultimately your chest, your, your back is going to fall. You're going to try to point your elbows back towards the floor, and you're going you're gonna to lead towards the pull-up bar with your chest. So it's like that Superman position. Yes, Exactly. And we're going to lead towards the chest, and then at the top, we're going to get that chin over the bar. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going, to, we're going to work on trying, and the, you're going to come back the same exact way down. You're not going to let yourself just drop and and. I hang. feel like that's, that's a huge part of what people do and why people do hurt their shoulders when they are doing that kip. Because they drop at the top. Because they drop straight down, and they don't push back. Right, and uh, you want to push back in the same motion you came back from, leading back with the chest. Uh, back towards the bar and let yourself come safely down and swing forward slightly of the, uh, of the pull-up structure. Yes. And we want, and then over time you want to try to minimize that as much as possible Mm -hmm. and make it so that you're using less movement in the horizontal plane to get vertical. Yeah. Cause the, the tighter that movement is less excess movement you're doing, the more efficient your pull-up is going to be. I know uh, when I was trying to learn butterfly pull-ups, I was watching uh, a video that Chris Spieler did. This was, gosh, seven, six years ago. He uh, He's going through his tutorial where he starts off with a really big, that big bicycle kick that we all see and we all see people struggling with. Mm-hmm. But he shows you in a very controlled way how to do that. And then it, it he just kind of shows the progression to where when he's doing the butterfly pull-up, it's just his hips and he's barely kicking. It almost looks like he's just doing strict pull-ups mm-hmm. um, because of how efficient that kip can be. But there's an ever slight 
if you look closely, you could see that yeah. slight kipping forward in front of that bar, mm-hmm. uh, in front and behind of that bar. Yes. Uh, but if you look from like straight from behind or forward, it looks like he's just going straight up and down. Yeah. And yeah. Those are those are cool to see. There's a Russian guy who did the, like a hundred in a row just like that. Yeah. Um, I can't remember his name, but that's, that's a lot of pull-ups. Yes, it is. Spiel did 106. He was probably 130 pounds. So is Spieler. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so that's really what it comes down to is just taking where you're at right now, taking an exact measurement of where you're at and what your skill level is. Level. He's doing it I, now. I got it. Yep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh and just increasing slightly every single day. Yeah. It's giving up doing some extra ab work maybe or doing an extra run or doing an extra row or doing something that you know gets your sweat on and taking time to work on that skill every single day. It's doing it in the warm-up. It's doing it in the cool-down. It's doing it in, in every, time you, every, every chance you get. Pursuing that goal, you know, I want these pull-ups this year. I'm going to work pull-ups, chin-ups. Flex arm hangs, negatives, jumping pull-ups, kipping pull-ups. Ring rows. Ring rows. Ring rows are the big one. Uh, bands, uh, partner assist. I mean, you know, there's nine different variations of a pull-up right there that you can do over nine different days and just cycle through those. Mm-hmm. And if you already have pull-ups, if you have a few pull-ups and you want to get better out, what else can you do? You know, more reps hanging from the bar, chin-ups, more reps hanging from that ring rows where you start going from to a start getting that box under your feet yeah for the decline um weighted pull-ups weighted chin-ups um if you're working on that muscle up you're doing ring rows from the box Mm -hmm. and then transferring that quick sit-up doing those uh turnover drills yeah if you want to work on sit-ups do some turnover drills yeah that'll burn the abs big time and you'll be learning a skill two for one sold or right right uh, so those are just some things that you can work on all the time. If you have kipping muscle ups, work on strict muscle ups. Yeah, strict it's, muscle ups are not easy. You know, you could do and, and that the start of that is doing uh, negatives, mm-hmm. negative muscle ups. Be up on the rings, get up tall, and yep. lower yourself down. Yep, it hurts. It does. It's fun though. If you don't have a goal already for the new year, if you don't have a goal for what you want in your fitness, if you really wanting to work on something, I would suggest that pull-up. That's the number one thing that you could do that will increase your fitness for a lifetime. Across the board, too. So get out there and start doing some pull-ups. All right, guys. Have a good day or week.